We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Finishing out the week here. We'll be here again uh, New Year's Eve. Popping that is correct. Mountain Dew. Uh, you can't. I won't be. I will not be. You won't be. Won't be doing the Mountain Dew. Nope. What do you be doing? Uh, usually I'm more. Now later, no. <laughs> I'm staying here. Oh he, yeah, yeah. While uh, working, yes. While working, uh, I'm thinking more. I'm more of a. You've been. You've obviously been to Quick Trip. I'm assuming. Love it. Coca Cola Freezy. I can't drink pop because of the bubble and carbonation. Gotcha. So I get the Coca-Cola Freezy. It's a pure sugar Coke flavor. Yeah, that's, a, that's where I actually do most of my uh, Christmas shopping, by the way, is Quick Trip. Gift card kind of guy? Uh, who, I mean, who doesn't like a gas card, first of all? Like, who doesn't like that? But lottery tickets. Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that, a lot of people get those. You throw them in the stocking or whatever, but uh, I've been doing it for years. Oh, yeah. People love getting a lottery ticket. They might hit, might hit something. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I got a, like... I use Snapchat, and on Christmas Eve, we always go to my dad's uh, mom's parents' house. And so seven years ago, this, from this year, I actually, on a dollar scratch, I won $100. Nice. Yeah, crazy. Nice, nice. Well, happy Friday to you. Um, Friday got, to you. We got Missouri tonight, the Cotton Bowl. Can't wait. This uh, we had some great bowl games. Yesterday was great. Oh, Yesterday phenomenal. Great. And guess what? Just called it, man. At the, at, the, at the Fenway Bowl and the Pinstripes Bowl, these teams that are already on the East Coast, like Boston College, only six wins, beating SMU at 11 because they played right there in Boston. Rutgers, you know, just goes over from Jersey over to the Bronx there. They win their game as well. Miami continues their streak of uh, losing bowl games. I mean, it was, it was perfect then. You had K-State. We'll get into Pop-Tarts Bowl in, in a little bit, but... There, there are some things about it that I do want. Did you watch the Pop Tart Bowl? Uh, absolutely. I know you and I were interested. There, there's some takes that I have about the Pop Tart yeah, Bowl. Yeah, I've got some questions too. There, there's some definite questions. We'll get that in the next segment. But first of all, Bengals Chiefs this weekend. Can't wait. This thing's starting to amp up. And just, just when you needed it, just when you needed it, the Bengals start talking their trash. They start talking their junk. Do you expect this, JT? I know I did, because it's something they love to do. I know they love to do it, but I wasn't expecting it actually. I was just like, you know what? They're gonna they're gonna take the the low ride. We're just gonna have a nice game. It's a regular season. And then yesterday we talked to us said Jamar Chase hasn't practiced in two weeks, and then he practices He's back, and then he shows up with the mouth. He's back, and I expect him to play. 
When they, when they go to the practice facility, it's interesting because uh, one of the reporters out there had them walking. There's like cars that go across where their practice facility is. It's kind of weird. But Jamar Chase starts running his mouth again. Remember the whole thing a couple years ago was Justin Reed, you know, talking about the, the Bengals and wasn't sure who was on the team and all that. It was it was kind of interesting. But then, then of course, you had the mayor talking and you had Kelsey calling him a jabroni and everything at Burrowhead and all that. It's why the Bengals kind of rose up to public enemy number one. Even though they're not as relevant this year, because there's still a you know a pretty good chance that they don't make the playoffs. They can. I mean, they've definitely hurt themselves along the way. They need some things uh, to happen, and winning at Arrowhead Stadium is a definite must for the Bengals. Chiefs need to win, too, because if they, they win, they can win the division. You don't want a situation where all of a sudden they don't win the division, then you lose the tiebreaker at the end of the Raiders if they go and win both games with the Raiders and Broncos play each other the last game of the year, so something has to happen there. Both of them can't go and, and win the last two, so you know that. But they need to win this one. That way they can rest some of their players out in L.A., but it's very important for both teams, Chargers or the Chiefs and the Bengals. But Jamar Chase starts running his mouth again. And this is this is always interesting when this happens. I expect this to happen between the teams. It's why the Bengals remain that team you don't like. You know, it's cyclical in baseball. Because for a while it was Brett Laurie and the, and the A's and, you know, the dust-up that the Royals had against the A's and whether – Escobar texted him or not. I mean, went back and forth, you know, with the Escobar and Brett Lowry deal. Then it was the Blue Jays and Batista, you know, aggravating the Royals. That was cyclical. Uh, then it was White Sox. Of course, it was a lot bigger than it is now. Back then, you know, Kane Holio had his shirt up over his head and the dust-ups. Uh, Chris Sale looking for Ventura. Or no, was he looking for He was looking for one of them. I can't remember. But looking for him in the, in the dugout walking around. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I know, but it was. I thought it was Ventura. I know Ventura started was one it? of them. Yeah, but anyways, it's the White Sox, Royals, uh, Rumble. But the Bills, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've beaten the Chiefs in a regular season. That's been great, except for the time up in Buffalo where they didn't. But they've lost the playoff games. Like, they have nothing really to run their mouth about. Because if they did, it'd be kind of silly. Because you've lost two playoff games to the Chiefs here uh, recently. And it's kind of crushed their dreams. Bengals and Chiefs have met in the last two AFC title games. This year, probably not going to happen. I mean, Burrow's out. Things change with that team, but they still find a way to run their mouth. They even run their mouth so much. Do you remember uh, the whole Pat Who thing? Oh, yeah. Pat Who, and then he tweets out, uh, that's who, as he's holding his two rings up. That was awesome, man. Like, he buried Jamar Chase with that deal. He did. He did. We haven't heard Jamar Chase really run his mouth about the Chiefs since that Pat uh, Patrick Mahomes. Well, how can you? How can him. you? I mean, he destroyed him. 100% destroyed him. And it was fun. A lot of times, if people win a ring, it changes things. They can run their mouth. Believe it or not, Joe Flacco, who won again last night by the Browns. He, by the way, did you see him yell at his receivers? He was like, yelling at his receivers and sleeping on the bench. Joe Flacco was yelling at his receivers. Had that happened to the Chiefs, that would have made first take. That would make NFL Live. That would make NFL Network. All of the Chiefs are melting down again. Joe Flacco goes and does it. It's, oh, yeah, hey, it's old Joe. You know, we are still talking about a former Super Bowl MVP doing it. Again, quarterbacks do this kind of stuff. It gets magnified with the Chiefs, but quarterbacks get frustrated with their team. Shocker. Newsflash. It happens. It happened last night with Joe Flacco, but you will hear nothing of that except right here, probably.
Hey, listen. Hey, they won. It doesn't matter what he did. No, he didn't they have won. Amari Cooper. They did. They're fun to watch. I mean, I'm, you know, it's fun. It's fun to see him. And I, I don't I mean you get frustrated at times. You do. And he didn't even get that team till November twentieth. It's a competitive sport. Well, Jamar Chase runs his mouth yesterday because the tale of two Bengals, I will say, T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. T. Higgins going to be a free agent. Of course, there's been a lot of links to Kansas City, right? You got to be careful what you say if you're T. Higgins, don't you? Because you don't know if you're going to end up with the Chiefs. It's like Orlando Brown. Didn't really talk a lot of junk. Ends up with the Bengals, and he's kept it pretty cool with the Chiefs because he wants a, you know, good thoughts and memories here in Kansas City. Here was T. Higgins talking about Arrowhead. Then I'll play Jamar Chase. But here was T. Higgins' thoughts. Man, it, it, it's always fun playing against these guys. You know, we know it's, uh, it's always a challenge, you know, especially playing out there in Arrowhead, man. Yeah. Playing out there feel like, feels, feels like a college game, you know, uh, just how, how – how their fans are, you know, dialed in, um, you know, with the when they do the tomahawk chop or, you know, just third down when it's loud, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that, that that type of feeling gives you chills, you know what I'm saying? Uh, feel like you all in college all over again. So uh, definitely, definitely, definitely is a big game. See, now that's kind of funny, isn't it? I mean, T. Higgins is very complimentary to the crowd, Arrowhead Stadium, like a college atmosphere. By the way, T. Higgins had a catch a couple weeks ago, his best catch I've seen all year in the NFL where he reaches around and gets a touchdown, but they, they, he keeps it cool, right? T. Higgins. He's always honestly kept it cool because even last year when the whole Burrowhead thing was coming out, he wasn't the one that really did any talking. And then he went on Rich Eisen's show and said, hey, I wasn't going to do any talking, but if we won, I might have done a little more talking. But you can't talk until you win. Yeah, It's also tough to do a lot of talking. What Jamar Chase does, Jamar Chase, incredible talent. He's incredible talent. There's no question about that. It's 100% incredible talent. But he runs his mouth like he's won four rings. He does. He runs his mouth like he's been a multi-MVP, he's won rings, and everything else. He likes to stir up, but it's it's the back and forth. I mean, I know what it is now. You know you're going to get something from Jamar Chase. Well, he takes on the Chiefs' defense yesterday, which is probably not the way to go. I mean, the Chiefs' offense is the one right now you, you can easily make fun of. The offense has been absolutely terrible, and... If you want to laugh at the fact the Raiders didn't have a completed pass in the second, third, and fourth quarter, that's fine. We'll take it. We, we know the offense hasn't been great this year, but this defense has. Like, this defense has been no joke. It's number two in total defense, number two in points against. It's a hell of a lot better than the Bengals in almost every category. It's better than the Bengals. And LeJarius Sneed is probably the best corner right now in the NFL. No, he is. Hadn't a lot of touchdown yet on most targets. But here's Jamar Chase. Nobody stands out on defense. We know what we're capable of. Everyone in the lead does. That's why I did. That's why Casey doubles the way they do. What stands out about that secondary for the Chiefs? If I'm being honest, nothing. They just know how to play us. They know the leverages. They know what splits we in. They just know what we going to do certain movements. Um, they throw a little double-doubles at us to stop the two best players on the outside, and that's all they do. I mean, it's not really like they got a Jalen Ramsey on these squads, so you know what I'm saying? So not much. Not like they have a Jalen Ramsey on their squad. Jalen Ramsey also ran his mouth about Josh Allen. Josh Allen burning for a touchdown. Nothing stands out about the Chiefs' defense. And this is a different defense. I mean, to say that is basically, you know when you say that, you're just saying it to be talking. You're saying that to hear yourself. You're saying that to make uh, press clippings. Coaches hate this stuff too, by the way, because you give the Chiefs fuel. You give the, the Chiefs fuel. Their defense, his own defense this year, 31st in total defense. Chiefs are number two. Run defense, Chiefs are 18th. They're 26th. Pass defense, they're 28th. 
The Chiefs are third. <laughs> the Chiefs are third in pass defense. The Bengals are 28th. I mean, every category, the Chiefs are better than the Bengals. Sacks, they're 18th. The Chiefs are four. I mean, they're just better than the Bengals in every category statistically. This defense is good, but Jamar Chase, I nothing stands out. And then they asked about Brian Cook. Brian Cook's obviously um, injured at this point, so they asked about Brian Cook, which is interesting because he played at Cincinnati. Like, there's probably a lot of people in that town that do like Brian Cook, right? So he goes after him, and that's, you know, a guy that played for him. I don't even know who that is. Is that number six? Uh, I don't know, man. I don't. Just a guy to me. Ain't Jesse Bates to me. You want me to go comparisons? I, it's not the same. It's just saying. Yeah, at this point, it's just mentally preparation at this point. Get myself mentally ready to play. Um, but, you know, I'm just adding fire to the field right now. They're going to take this run with it. Hope they put it in the locker, but it's all right, though. As long as I'm mentally ready to play, I got to be. It's, it's also fuel to the fire is the saying, not fire to the fuel. Uh, my favorite part is when he's comparing, he compares Jesse Bates to James, or to Cook. Guess what? Jesse Bates doesn't even play for the Bengals anymore. Yeah, yeah I mean, he was a team leader. Jesse Bates is also the guy that faked being hurt. Remember when he just lays down on the ground? Totally. Right, uh, so flop. why are you not comparing your own safeties that are on your own team? Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's the way it is. And, you know, with Brian Cook, you know, he's not even – He's not even playing. But here's the fun thing about Brian Cook. He played high school football in Ohio. He's born in Cincinnati, Ohio, and he played for the Cincinnati Bearcats. So is that really, I mean, he acts like he didn't know him, but again, there's a lot of people in that town that do know him. So, you know, he does have that ankle injury at this point. So, and we saw what happened. It was a severe injury. I mean, but again, whether bringing that up, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. But they do. But again, he went to see the dude's from Cincinnati. He played at Cincinnati. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't understand that with Jamar Chase. Uh, but the Jesse Bates thing was funny that uh, no Jesse Bates, right? Yeah, he doesn't know. But doesn't know who Brian Cook is. Then Sneed. What about Sneed? Well, Jerry Sneed has been the best. Probably going to be first team all pro at this point. Also, why don't you mention McDuffie? McDuffie's starting to come into his own, too. He also leads the NFL with five force fumbles. That's pretty good, too. And also, if he gets a sack. He'll have more defensive back sacks in two years than anybody in history. But here was uh, about luxurious need. That can, that can be taken. They can take it how they want to. I don't care. If you don't play, would that be a problem? I'm sure you want to go back it up. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm. At the end of the day, it's so much that I can do myself. It's not like I'm Iron Man. I can't throw the football to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a team sport. At the end of the day, it's just, I know what I see on paper, I know what I see in game. That's why they double everybody, because they can't do it one-on-one. The best player on their team is Snead, and that's a fact. Everybody knows that. That's why they double-double everything they see. They just got, well, they drafted two new corners that's longer. They're trying to match Snead. That's why Snead at corner now. I already know it. Like, I'm not bugged about it. They know, I, they know I'm good. They know how to play us. That's what it is, but it's not like they got a superstar on their defense. He was dinged up in that championship game. Was he on you? I can't remember. <laughs> no superstars on that defense. Is he just talking about the secondary? Well, I mean, Chris Jones, it's an all-pro. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's 
that would take offense. And then I do said, think he's just talking about the second day. I hope he's just talking about that when he goes, Sting's the only one they have on their team. He did say the team, which that includes Mahomes, Kelsey, includes two Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers. So don't know if that's what he meant, but he does say team, right? He does say that. He's probably just talking about the defense, to be honest with you. I don't think he knows what the hell he's talking about because he wants he didn't want to. He kind of sounds like Jair Alexander <laughs> trying to talk. But he didn't know what he was talking about, and it drives me absolutely nuts. And the old Brian Cook thing was really weird, too. He's on IR. I don't know why even the Bengals were asking about him, but it probably because he's from Cincinnati. And Well, know. either that or he also had the, the tip interception in the championship game. It'd be like if a guy graduated high school in Kansas City, played for a team in Kansas City, even though, I mean, say Division Two team here in Kansas City, played for them from here and then went and played somewhere else. I mean, they'd probably be endeared in this town a little bit. Yeah, I, I would say so. Like, that's how it would go. Like, I mean, I th- they still love the Kelsey brothers in Cincinnati because they play there. Right. That's like at uh, in Warrensburg area. I don't know about up here in Kansas City. Delaney Walker, you still you, you talk highly about Delaney Walker, the tight end, great tight end for UCM, the Mules. So uh, it's just like one of those things where you respect the people that come from where you come from. Here it is again, his thoughts on Sneed. That could be taken. They can take it how they want to. I don't care. If you don't play. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm. At the end of the day, it's so much that I can do myself. It's not like I'm Iron Man. I can't throw the football to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a team sport. You can't throw it to you, too. Just, I know what I see on paper, and I know what I see in game. That's why they double everybody, because they can't do it one on one. The best player on their team is Sneed. That's a fact. Everybody knows that. The best player. They on double, their double team. everything they see. They just got. I assume he's talking about secondary, because he says the best player on their team is Sneed. He says the team. It's like he does say the I know, team. I know. It's it's odd, and I love how he had to he had to make sure he doubles himself by saying, "Hey, I can't throw the football to myself." So, like he's like making well, he gets sh- frustrated even with this guy Joe. He's a seven eleven. Remember, he's always open. Exactly. So he's just making sure he they understand. Hey, I see what I see. My quarterback doesn't get it to me. It's not my fault. But he's even like, okay, they can use whatever they want. They can put it in locker rooms, whatever. The players, the coaches usually hate this stuff. They do because it does give the team some motivation. Because I'll say this. If the Chiefs beat the Bengals and shut down Jamar Chase, you know what's going to happen. They're going to talk. The Chiefs will talk if that happens. I wonder if Jamar Chase has seen what Snead has done to the number one receivers in the league. Well, he says he's seen the box stats. Has he? That's what he said on the uh, on the video audio. Amon Rossi Brown, six catches, 71 yards. Calvin Ridley, two catches, 32 yards on Snead. Um, his guy, Justin Jefferson. Played at LSU with him. Three catches, 28 yards. And that's before he got hurt, but he was hurt late in that game. Cortland Sutton, four for 46. Keenan Allen, four for 55. Tyree Kill, eight for 62. And then he had the big fumble in the game that lost in the game. A.J. Brown, one catch, eight yards. Devontae Adams, the first time, five for 73. Stephon Diggs, four for 24. Devontae Adams, one for four. That is called shutting down number one receiver. That's called lockdown Sneed. Sneed Island. And it's funny, you bring up the Justin Jefferson. Remember, Jamar Chase says he's better than both of them. He's better than the best wide receiver in the game. So maybe he can outdo what Jefferson did, but I I just don't see how he's going to do it when Snead's on him. Well, the national championship team, he was the one. Justin Jefferson, believe it or not, was the two. He won the Blitnikoff Award with this guy, Joe Burrow. But he's going to talk his trash. I felt like, you know, you could talk more trash if they would sit there as like 11 or 12-win team. If they had a record like the Ravens, 
then they wanted to be the big bad bully on the block. This is a team. <laughs> this is a team probably may not even. It's not even in the playoffs as we sit right now. Yeah, they're third in their division. So, so. it's 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 a lot of a lot of jip jep going on. You just lost to the Steelers to Mason Rudolph. So I understand with a terrible defense. Oh, so bad. He's I, ripping on the number two defense in the NFL while his defense sucks. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if he knows this. Newsflash, his quarterback might not have time to get him the ball because of all the blitzes Spags will bring to him. We'll see. He's going to run his mouth. If they win, he's going to run his mouth. That's going to be. Oh, man, that locker will be firing off all his words. I mean, I thought that once Mahomes did the that's who with the, with the two rings, he would have shut up. Again, he talks like a guy with four rings. He didn't have any. You know, he has it. one ring, and it's in college. It was college ring. Yeah, it doesn't count. It doesn't count in the pros. doesn't count in the pros. So anyway, that's Jamar Chase. This will uh, add uh, fire to the fuel, as uh, Jamar Chase likes to say. But the Pop-Tart Bowl was last night. There's some interesting things about it. We'll talk about that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't rock the jukebox. I want to hear some John. Because my heart ain't ready. I don't feel like rocking since my baby's gone. Hey, welcome back to Festival Morning, G.B. J.T. Noah. Mitch Holtus in about an hour. Talk to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs about a few things and also his uh, beloved Kansas State Wildcats. They were in the Pop-Tart Bowl last night. That We'll talk about that. We have the roundtable coming up. At 9 o'clock today, but just went through some Jamar Chase comments to have some fun. We're going to have some fun, I think, JT, in the uh, post-game Sunday. I think it's going oh, to be gonna like be great. New Year's Eve. We're sitting there. Get this thing done. Still got plenty of time to, uh, you know, get Go ready. have fun afterwards. Yeah, we got great games on all weekend. Saturday's great bowl game. Sunday, NFL. Monday, you got playoffs. Playoffs? You want to talk about the playoffs? Mm. It's good. Well, enjoy it. I mean, we're not going to have the best of the worlds here. It's going to go straight to the NFL, which is fine because the NFL playoffs are just – I mean, I love the Stanley Cup playoffs. love that, but the NFL playoffs is just nothing, nothing like that. So the Pop-Tarts Bowl was last night. It was a lot – it was a good bowl day, to be honest with you. I mean, I thought, I thought the, it was brilliant. I thought the Alamo Bowl was good with Oklahoma and uh, Arizona and Arizona. Uh, the newcomer to the Big 12 uh, hammering the uh, – the outgoing team to the Big 12, Oklahoma. That was fun. Uh, Kansas State was playing in Orlando. They were playing in the state of Florida for the first time ever for a bowl game. And you know what? They were playing in Big 12 country. Big 12 country, because UCF is from the Big 12 is in Orlando. Would you ever think of that being Big 12 country? I did not. Well, it was. It is. So the Pop-Tart Bowl was there. Avery Johnson, 14 of 31, 178, two touchdowns to the air. He had 71 yards rushing, a long of 19, and touchdowns. So three total touchdowns uh, for Avery Johnson. Uh, DJ Giddens, 28 carries, 151 yards. NC State's a very good team. They have very good defense. Like NC State's defense was legit. I mean, they <laughs> they were a nine-win team as well. I mean, this was 
And Kansas State's now a 9-1 team. And Dave Dorn, by the way, the head coach, the head coach for NC State, he went here. I think he went to Bishop Yange here in Kansas City. He's, well, his first coaching job is over at Shawnee Mission Northwest. I mean, a local guy that's done some, uh, done some really good things there in North Carolina State. So the Pop-Tart uh, mascot was introduced. And it had a lot of people talking, which we've been talking about it, about the edible mascot. And I was curious how this was going to work. And a lot of people were. I mean, it was something that intrigued and I give him credit for a lot of hype. So the Pop-Tart comes out of this huge toaster. Fireworks, everything at the beginning of the game. And he was clearly wearing a suit that was not to be eaten, right? Oh, for sure. And I didn't think it was going to happen because, all right, I thought he would change into something at the end of the game. Like, what's going to happen? Because he's talking about the edible mascot. So at the end of the game, I'm like, okay, here it comes. Here it comes. It's now going to be like all the other great bowl celebrations now with the Cheez-It Bowl, dumping Cheez-Its, the Duke's Mayo Bowl with the coaches, you know, slamming the mayo. Something's going to happen. Did you happen to see how this process went? I did. And so many questions about how the process went. Because in my time of watching people put a Pop-Tart in a toaster, it pops out. This thing slid out like it's sliding into some girl's DMs. You know, it did. It goes in. I understand why they did that. They did it to make it easier to eat. But it was, you know, smaller than the mascot. It was, I don't know. They build it up as an edible mascot. That mascot was never a mascot. The edible one was never a mascot, right? It was just laying there. It came out, you know, from the uh, machine there and was just there. Right? It never, which is fine because you didn't think with sanitary reasons they were going to have this thing actually on a human. But it was just just there, right? It, it, they built it up as like an edible mascot. That thing didn't do any mascotting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, thing just came out and they ate the Pop-Tart. It was just just there. It looked yummy. It was, it was it did, but it wasn't a mascot. Right? It was not a the mascot. mascot. was wearing a mascot suit, running around doing mascot thing. It was kind of funny. It was a good mascot. But that thing, and here's the other thing, too, which they'll probably be pissed. Because these these bowl sponsors pay a lot of money. And they give it to ESPN a lot of it because they have a lot. Of, Fox has a few of the games, but ESPN's got a bulk load of the 41 bowl games. And after every game, they, they show the awards presentation and the, the, the ceremony on the field. And... Really, they do them all up, like the L.A. Bowl with Gronk and all this. They, they do it all up. There's hardly anybody left in the stands. Confetti's falling on, you know, six lost teams. And they make a big deal out of it. And it's like, okay, why are they doing that? It's because the sponsors pay big money to have their CEO come out and talk. It's like, because you're kind of wondering, like, man, they're sure doing up this up a lot. This is not a playoff game. This is not a championship game. This is just a Pop-Tart Bowl, you know. It's, just, it's a meaningless bowl game. Why are you doing all this? Thing at the end, celebrating in confetti for losing six games during the year. Big like Shiano with Rutgers, the pinstripe bowl. He was going nuts afterwards, right? Confetti was falling. I mean, six lost team. They're seven and six. So they make a big deal of it. But they switched right to the Alamo Bowl, right? You had to go on ESPN Plus if you wanted to see the. How did you see it? How did you view the Pop-Tart being eaten? Uh, it was all over Twitter. Okay, so you waited for Twitter. I did. And I was so disappointed because in my head, I was just imagining Avery Johnson and Kleinman running after this mascot as he's running around the field, and you have to tackle him to eat the mascot. And then all of a sudden, he just jumps into the toaster and slides right out. And I was like, dang, 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 dang. And then I saw, I don't know if you saw the video, but 
They also had a Gatorade bucket full of mini Pop-Tarts that they dumped on the coach. I saw that, the, the Pop-Tarts dust or whatever it was. But the bottom line is, I had to go to ESPN Plus, like, to watch it live because I was curious about it because, I, you know, they get your curiosity the whole game. I mean, it's got to be a huge letdown for a lot of the fans, you know, with ESPN. Pop-Tarts paid a bunch of money for that. And really, the only way people are seeing it are on Twitter. And everybody's not on Twitter. Not even close to everybody's on Twitter. Yeah, no. But you were able to watch it live when you were able to watch all these other bowl games at the end live because they, they put these starting times too close together. So, boom, you had the good ESPN live. I wouldn't have even known that, but I was like, where the hell are they going to show this? they got to be showing this on ESPN Plus or something. So that's where I had to jump to to see this because we've been talking about I wanted to see it. I wanted to see this, how the mascot was going to, because they kept talking about it. How is this thing going to happen? So I had to flip the ESPN Plus on my phone to watch what was going on because they didn't show it on television. I didn't say a big deal. Well, they built this thing up like a big deal, and we had to sit here and watch all the other meaningless celebrations after meaningless games. I'll tell you this much. They made a lot of advertising on Twitter. Like, holy crap. Twitter was, was brilliant. Twitter was going nuts. I mean, that mascot has to be a top top five mascot, not because of what it is, but the guy inside made it alive. But but the, but the go around and saying edible mascot the whole week in the lead up, he wasn't an edible mascot. There was nothing edible about that mascot. Well, yeah, not not the guy inside it was edible. But I mean, it was a big pop tart at the end of the game that they presented to the players. Deep, it had a face on it at least. It, but that's what it was. Essentially, that's what it was: strawberry filled. Big pop tart for the guys to eat. That, yeah, I mean, that, it was yeah. no mascotting about it. It was it was great advertisement by the the pop tart bowl, but yeah, they they false advertisement. It's but okay. any bowl, if you're watching the roofclaim.com Boker Tom Bowl, you see the celebration. If you're watching the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, you're seeing the celebration. The you end. didn't see the Duke Mayo though. Yeah, you're, but you're seeing confetti falling and teams celebrating seven lost seasons, six lost seasons, whatever it was. I mean, we had a team make the bowl game in Minnesota. It was 5-7 and seven this year because there was not enough teams to fill it, so they had to go by APR, and they got in there because of their grades. They were 5-7 and seven and went to a bowl game. That's terrible. I mean, that's where we are now. That's See, that stuff shouldn't be celebrated. When you have a losing record, when you have any losses, you shouldn't be there. And by the way, as far as NC State is concerned with Kansas State, you want to talk about bad luck. Did you know that uh, NC State, this is crazy. This is crazy. 118 years of football, right? Would you have ever guessed this? NC State has won one 11-win season. Like, you think about how hard that is just to get, you know, to that point. But a lot of schools do it. But a one 11-win season. They've only had one? If you have 11 wins at Alabama and you don't win the national title, they don't consider it a success. They've had one. It came in 2002 with 118 years of football, one 11-win season. That's that's incredible to know. They finished with nine wins. They've stayed, they finished with nine wins four times. They had a chance to go to 10 uh, back in the COVID years when at UCLA. But remember UCLA canceled the game like right before it? Yeah, I do remember that. So uh, he had, had his opportunity. Uh, four years, uh, he's finished just at nine wins. But that's that's an insane number. So the motivation was high. It's a very good defensive team. But Kansas State able to pull out the win. And next year's Big 12, they're going to be one of the favorites. Oklahoma State's going to do it. It's going to be fun. It's going to be new new blood in the Big 12 without Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, I'm excited for Arizona to join. Like, Arizona came out of nowhere this year, and they look great. And Jeb Fish is doing a great job at Arizona. Arizona does look good. And they put it on Oklahoma. They figured things out. They got it done. 
And obviously, Dylan Gabriel's at Oregon. But the quarterback that was there at Oklahoma was the number one quarterback prospect in the country that had to sit this year. Right. And and it's like this. Oklahoma really was just kind of playing their first preseason game of next year because they were giving a lot of tryouts to these players to see how they would fit in the, the system. Yeah, Jackson Arnold got the start again. On three rivals, you name it, you know, top three quarterback, top five. He was the Gatorade player of the year uh, nationally. Um, you know, he he was legit. But Oklahoma. Um, we didn't get no booty call. General booty, no, we didn't see general booty. But uh, so that's the future of Oklahoma. But they're now gone. The newcomers come in. So Big 12 fans rejoice. Um, Arizona beats Oklahoma. So there you go. So anyway, I was just just a kind of a few observations about last night. Yeah, I mean it was it was a fun night of football. I was we were doing our last family like Christmas get together last night, and I had the the pop tart bowl on. And my aunt goes, "Why do you have this bowl game on?" I was like, "Because it's the pop tart bowl." That's local. It's Kansas State. I mean, I was like, "It's Kansas State." Avery Johnson. I wanted to see how he looked. He looked great. He played well. So I think K State should be excited for next year. Oh, I can't wait for the Big Twelve. Next year, but coming up next, go inside the numbers of the Bengals and the Chiefs. Welcome back to Weekly GT Noah. GT, to put this thing in perspective, with NC State, one double digit uh, 10 win season, one double digit winning season. In 118 years of football, Alabama has done that 10 year or 16 years in a row. Think about that. They've done it 16 years in a row. They've done it once. Good. One Lord. double digits. It was 11 win season in 2002. Had they won last night, again, they wanted to win. Talk about a ranked team. They would have got the 10 wins. Second time in 118 years. That's, that's crazy for a power five school like that. That is, that is just insane and wild. To think about, like, I, I don't know how I would feel as a fan base. Yeah. Anyway, Dave Dorn, the coach, done a great job. Four times he's finished with nine wins. Went to Bishop Meage, Shiny Mission Northwest. He coached at Kansas before, too, but he's been at uh, NC State since 2013. All right, this matchup here, uh, <laughs> you got to throw everything out of the window because it is the Bengals and Chiefs, right? But. The Bengals and the Chiefs, I mean, on paper, it's not even it's not even comparable between these two teams. But obviously, the eye test is much different because when these teams get together, throw everything out. The one thing is you got to start seeing the ball being caught. Chiefs wide receivers have dropped 7.5% of Mahomes' passes this season. Think about that. 7.5% of his passes they've dropped this season. No other group of wide receivers is above 5%. No other group in the NFL is above 5%. They're at 75 no team's wideout has been worse at catching passes in a single season over the past decade. Like, this is the worst group of drop rates in the last decade in the National Football League. Yeah, but it's a down year for Patrick Mahomes, they say. <laughs> Only if they would catch that ball, I would wonder. I would want to know what his numbers would be like. That's amazing how you can look with talent around you, right? Like, I wonder what some of the great ones would do with this. With, with along with Patrick, great ones like, what would Peyton Manning do with this group? What would Tom Brady do with this group? 
I'm curious what they do with this group of receivers. Now, Tom didn't always play with the best. Keep in mind, he won a Super Bowl with Troy Brown as a receiver who got well, split time at defensive back the year before. He did have Welker and Moss. Never won a Super Bowl with them, but they excelled for him. Manning always had his, his crew. He was loaded in Denver with the receivers. And he had uh, Reggie Wayne and Marvin Harrison and Brandon Stokely. Because all three of them caught 1,000 yards uh, also, back had, in 2004. Also, he had Dallas Clark. He had Dallas, he had Dallas back there, and he had a, you know, Joseph Adai, Edgerton James. I mean, guys that could catch the ball out of the backfield, too. So he had all that. But one thing that concerns me on this is two numbers. The turnover ratio, the Bengals are plus eight, which is number two in the NFL. Plus eight, number two in the NFL. Chiefs are minus 10. That's 32nd in the NFL. That's that's one of the concerns. That's a huge concerning point. That right there and the fact, team penalties, the Bengals, yeah, everybody says the Chiefs get the break. The Bengals are 31st in penalties, meaning only one team has more penalties than the uh, Bengals, and that team played the Chiefs last week, the Raiders, which is crazy to think because the Raiders are always a heavily penalized team. But they're 31st in the NFL in penalties with only 72 on the year. Chiefs are 15th in the NFL in penalties, so they're not penalized as much as you think they are because everybody else is getting a lot of them too. Yeah. But those two stats right there, that's the most concerning thing to me. The fact that they're not penalized as much and they're great at getting the takeaways. They're they're just they've been disciplined in their approach. Yeah, they they're, they're not good, but they're disciplined. They're disciplined and the Chiefs haven't been that disciplined when it comes to that. This Chiefs offense cannot get behind the sticks. When they get behind the sticks, it's when they crumble on offense. They got to stay ahead of the sticks. And I know that's a cliche like, well, doesn't every team want to stay ahead of the sticks? No, you don't understand. This team, the Kansas City Chiefs, have to stay ahead of the sticks or it's going to be a long day on Sunday because they have to find a way to keep themselves from being in second and 15 and second and 20s because once they stay ahead of the sticks, even if it's second and seven, that's fine. Get it to second and seven because then you can get it to third and five or third and closer than five. That's what you want to do. You don't want to have these third and eights and third and nines because the Chiefs so far haven't shown they can convert those. Well, the Bengals eight and seven, when they lost the Steelers, their percentage of getting to the playoffs is 19%, which percents are silly. Remember Herm Edwards is last year in Kansas City. Like seven things had to happen last week and they all did. It was like, it was like that big 14 uh, team or uh, player parlay that guy hit the other night. Yeah. I mean, odd things do happen. And like the Royals, chance of winning, the percent of winning when they were down to Houston in the playoffs in, in 15, you know, almost like a, what, 0.1% chance. So yeah, I, in game four, yeah. 19% chances. I mean, it's still a, for the NFL standards, that's still decent. And, but they have to win this one. Like, this is the problem. They're motive. They need to win this game. Like, this isn't Denver, take Russell Wilson out, bench him, and go with Jarrett Stidham type of team. This is a team that wants to win. It's a team that does not like the Chiefs. Um, it's been fun. I'm sure they wish that they were a little bit better this season so that when they do talk some smack, it carries a little bit more weight. But be prepared, Kansas City. Be prepared. That's why yesterday I was saying this is a shut-up game. The reason I say that is because you shut people up. You shut the doubters. I mean, they obviously care. They listen to the stuff. But just shut everybody up that's talking so much about the Chiefs, which everybody is. But there's a reason for it because the offense has been not good, and you can see them stall, and you and you look at it and say, well, what's wrong with this team's offense? The defense has been great, 
and I'm glad they're getting the credit they deserve because they deserve to be talked about. They deserve to be respected. Jamar Chase totally disrespected them, which is fine. Give them that motivation. Give them that. The Chiefs love this kind of stuff. They love this kind of stuff. And not only that, they're going to bring it up. They're going to like the whole Burrowhead and stuff. Like Kelsey remembered that and made a point on national television to call the mayor a jabroni. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny because we've been saying we need something to wake this team up. And this might be like the team and the players that could wake this team up just because I get it. It hasn't been a rivalry for that long, but the rivalry has been brewing for the last two years. And guess what? Jamar Chase wants to open his mouth. That's fine. Let the players inside the locker room get some more fuel because you know the players are upset with how they're playing so far on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs. They just want to add some more gas to the fire. That's fine. Let's see if the the Chiefs can use it to their advantage, though. So you think afterwards, after the season, you look back and say, it's that moment Jamar Chase opened his mouth. It could be. That that would be hilarious. Like, that would be hilarious if that was it. Some minuscule like that, I, I doubt it has anything, but it could. Well, it, I'm not saying it, it could it's... fire up these. The bad part is, is Legereus need. I hope he practices today. I mean, there is a chance he doesn't play. Yeah, chance Jamar Chase doesn't play, but both of them have been hurt. That would that would be that would be very unfortunate for Legereus need in this Chiefs defense if he can't go Sunday. But I have all the faith in the world with the other corners. I like uh, Watson, Williams. McDuffie, they've all played against this wide receiver group. Yeah, Watson, by the way, did not practice on Wednesday. He was back full participant yesterday, so that was good. Uh, Snead has not practiced all week. So, again, Andy Reid's pretty stickler on this. you got to practice Friday you're not playing. So, we'll, we'll find out a lot by who's practicing and who's not. Yeah, th- this is this will be a big injury report right here coming out today. Oh, it, it'll be monstrous because this game keeps taking We You and I were talking about this game and this buildup. It was a lot of fun. Jamar Chase just added to it. May hate his comments, whatever, but it is. It, it, it does make it fun, right? When two teams don't like each other, it actually pretty cool. Um, somebody in the college football playoffs said something about a coach that uh, is now in the National Football League. I wonder if this uh, struck your ears differently when you hear this, because it was something really bizarre that you don't hear very often. It was Jalen Milrow of Alabama. Bring that to you next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 